here's the podcast to the show. You can listen to or know. Welcome to our Ted Lasso talk, the Tedcast. Welcome, all Greyhound fans. Welcome, all you sinners from the dog track and all the AFC Richmond fans around the world. It's the Lasso way around these parts with Coach Coach and Boss. Without further ado, Coach Castleton. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Happy to have you here with us today as we discuss Season 3, Episode 11, Mom City. This is Part 4 in our continuing saga to bring you all the finest minutiae from the Ted Lasso series. I am your host, Coach Castleton. With me, as always, is Coach Bishop. What's going on, Coach? Hey, Coach. Uh, coach, you, you seem to be having some some technical glitches. And so yeah. I want to just inform everybody that, you know, mostly people tune in to hear you. That's that's <laughs> number one reason. Coach Bishop, that is number one. I, uh, one of our friends uh, tweeted at us last night about um, starting a fantasy football podcast. And I said, you know, we have to work out the glitches. And by that, I mean, uh, coaches, terrible personality. And we have to f- figure go. out how to well, work listen. around that. Um, well, listen, if people listen to me, that makes this the upside down in my life. So let's do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's unbelievable. The, the things you can't teach your kids to do. Um, but coach, you're going to go in and out most likely. And so folks, yeah. if you, if you he, he, coach will, will hopefully, hopefully this will work. Let's knock on wood. But if for some reason, um, the internet gods forsake us, Coach will pop in and out uh, as he as he can. Um, with Coach and myself, we have the illustrious, the one and only, our boss. Emily I feel like Chambers. you're setting me up for failure with that. You're hyping me up too much, especially because <laughs> I need to start this podcast with an apology, another apology for talking shit about another place. I talk shit about uh, Alabama and Montgomery set me straight. And I talked shit about St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, and how they had to hold hands. And I said a lot of derogatory things. And Buttercup Jana emailed to say, hey, dipshit, don't follow a guy you don't actually like to a city in the middle of winter when it is in Minnesota and expect you're going to find the best it has to offer. I am sure if I went back now, it would be wonderful and I would be proven wrong, uh, like many things in my life. So I... Apologies around for that. I should not have talked shit about Prince's homeland. That was wrong of me. It is a, a wonderful place. Yeah. If, if nothing, nothing else. else. Out of, out of I, respect just for Prince. The fact that a buttercup stepped up <laughs> to get that all straightened out. I mean, this like this is becoming the only world I really want to exist in. No. Listen, like, the police will pull me over and I'll be like, what are you, king of the buttercups? <laughs> Get out of here. The, the buttercups are amazing, <laughs> and that is not atypical. We, we, we have been communicating with so many buttercups, and it is wonderful. We, we urge everyone to join the buttercups because um, it's a better place. It's a better place. And, uh, boss, I just want to say that I really appreciate you. You're always willing to just, just, just reevaluate your positions on things. Not always, but in many cases – where you haven't like drawn a very hard line, like your attraction to Pablo Shriver or uh, uh, David Allen Greer. I can't remember. His da- name. What's his name? David, David Allen, Allen Greer. Greer? 
That is very Dave, specific. I threw Dave out Drake. David on Greer because I think your dude has Jeremy. Yes, Allen Jeremy Allen White. White. What's his name? I, I heard. Yeah, I had, mi- had two... the middle name right, and I have now decided uh-huh. that you're in I'm love with roll David Allen Greer. So yeah, obviously, that's how cousin names work. Yeah, no, it, that's but true. you can actually, it's yeah. not a, a, a mnemonic device, but his name on Shameless was Lip, and his initials in real life are Jaw. So just everything about the man's mouth should should tell you what they've named him. It's either Jaw or Lip. It's so crazy. What I was getting at, though, was... That's so crazy. Yeah, that's okay. just crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I was getting at, uh, boss, I just really appreciate you being uh, curious and not judgmental. Um, we save that for buttercups like Jana, who, um, who, uh, as we've said before, uh, from, from our another buttercup, Elizabeth, who informed us, um, buttercups, while beautiful, are also poisonous. And so I really love the duality of that. And uh, I appreciate you just sort of owning you know, we look at this and we say, oh, I followed a, a man to to another city. Uh, now, t- you know, t- 20 years later, watch me shit on the city and not realize I'm just projecting my all of my mistakes on some other. Place. Oh, yeah. And I th- I look at you and I see you. You're you are so. Um, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> you're so. um <laughs> I'm dying over here. I I just I need everyone to know because we haven't been able to record, like visually record the podcast yet. But poor Castleton is in the middle trying so hard to be nice and to come up with the words, and Coach and I are not coming to his rescue. Like we are just sitting (laughs) at all expectedly. Just just, like, come on, what's the word? What are you looking for? What are you how are you trying to compliment me right now? You you tell me. That's how you got yourself turned around. That was entirely too long of a stretch of complimenting boss. Like, first of all, you swerved all the way into my lane on that one. And you you didn't even know once you got there. You're like, what the hell do I do from here? I'm I'm saying nice things, but mm-hmm. I'm talking the boss. I what's I, happening? I think what you're getting get at is I I've I um, uh, I got no principles. I think is what you're looking for. <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. No, thank you, Bob. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I was, was going to say just morally yeah. bankrupt. I, I, I was dedicated but. to hating on the entire state of Minnesota for 20 solid years. And then one time, one person rightly was like, you sure about that? And completely changed my mind. Now, now I'm finished. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I, I like that you're suggestible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good. Good quality to have, especially especially as we try to be flexible and as we are, you know, we're very slowly approaching the finish line of Ted Lasso season three, um, where we left off last time was Ted is hiding at the pinball machine, the Wizard of Oz pinball machine at the Crown and Anchor. Uh, you know, it's that that moment where, oh, you know, I didn't know you were almost the drummer in Coldplay. So we know, okay, based on... Dear God. The stories that he that that Dottie is telling, which was, oh, he danced on stage with Bruce Springsteen, is what she told everyone, and then it, we found out it was he did something at someone's bar mitzvah, right? He sang Bruce Springsteen at someone's bar or something, right? So you know, I didn't know you're almost a drummer, Coldplay. 
the truth is probably he wants heard Coldplay or something. Yes. Right. Right. I mean, it's like right. Absolutely. And Donnie says it's true. It's true. And Ted doesn't even bother to. He doesn't like valid. He just toasts with his beer and goes back with a really pained expression. The type of strenuous, uncomfortable expression um, people usually save for for visits to the restroom Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. is what (laughs) Ted has on. That's the countenance. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, then we all then we finish the night, and we now we're uh, with Ted in his apartment. It starts with "I can't take your bed, Teddy." Boss, will you start walking uh, walking us through this, please? Yeah, absolutely. This is the same way that she said, oh, I can't go to practice and I can't, all the other things she can't do. Uh, oh, I, I can, I'm just going to stay in the hostel. It'll be fine. I can't take your bed, Teddy. Mom, mm-hmm. it's okay. All right. I'll just sleep on the couch. No, I'll sleep on the couch. Well, then I'm going to sleep on the floor next to you on the couch. Neither of us is going to use the bed. Please. Thank you. Okay. Um, it, it, this is... One of those things where you are familiar enough with the person that you will sleep in the same place, that you will give them your bed, that you are not uncomfortable with that person putting their body on the sheets that your body touched, but it is uncomfortable enough that you are going to have this dance where you pretend that you aren't going to take the bed from them. Like, it's a weird juxtaposition of being extremely close so you can't be as close as you would like to be. Does this seem familiar? Does seem familiar? Very, if you insist. Um, I I mean, familiar in the uh, technical sense of the word, as in with family members. See, I don't think anyone's ever liked me enough to offer me their (laughs) bed Uh, in any in any in any version of what that might entail, including any lascivious version. I'm just trying to think. Like that's funner. uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, okay. You know, we, we touched on the good boy element of this. And, and I'll tell you, like, there's an element here that I'm tuning into, Coach, and you can you can see if you can back me up on this or if you or, or maybe it's uh, different for you. Maybe it's uh, presenting a little differently. But it's like, I can't take your bed, Teddy. And, and it's like almost exasperating. It's like, I will never, ever take that bed while you're here. Like, I, right. not, not only were you so the one we that discussing? instilled this in. Right. What are we talking about? I don't even want to have this conversation. Like if I have to threaten to sleep on the floor next to the couch, that's what I'll like. But like the one thing that'll never happen due to the way I was raised and the values that I have by you, right? By you, I will never, ever do that. It's utterly unthinkable. Why are we having this conversation? Does that that ring true to you, coach? Yeah, it does. And actually, as will happen on the I know my texting somebody, coach. Coach, I am actually not. Now, now I'm gonna. Now, 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 now I'm gonna stick like when it I throw to you, it to you and you're listen, looking listen. down. Look, look, like, look, yeah. This is. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I was doing, S- sir. I was doing a Google search for some lyrics that came to mind, but I didn't want to do it on my temperamental fucking computer here because it's being a total asshole. So I will now share with the audience and not with you. But with boss, boss, you can let him know when I'm done. You can let him know when I'm done making this point because this point, you know what? You get none of this point, none. Uh, you get none. This is only for boss and the buttercups. You are excluded, sir. No, but I. It made me think of Alanis uh, Morissette, uh, perfect. And oh, when it's um, 
just I just kept hearing be a good girl. Like I just as you were describing that whole scene, that that moment in the song, be a good girl, try a little hard. Yeah, those of you who are unfamiliar with the Lannis Morissette's uh perfect, it's on that jagged little pill uh album. I'm embarrassed to say that as much as I absolutely adored that album, I am woefully ignorant of her other music, and that's a hundred percent my bad. But that album was genius. And um the, the the feeling there is um in the scene in the scene with Ted. It feels like this. It's the fr- it's it's the frustration that's built into it too. Like is this inconvenient? Yeah, it's fucking inconvenient. You could have let me know you were coming. I could have set things up. I yeah. could have figured out what was going on. But you came here. You sleep. You slept in a fucking hostel. You show up on the bench my way to work. There's a whole goddamn like just we get in the bed and knock it off. And that's like and so even though he's being a good boy, it, it, he's doing it stamping his feet because this is you know the frustration of having had this pressure on him constantly of being a good boy, of pretending it's all okay. He he cannot for a moment express to his mother at all that this yeah. is frustrating, which of course yeah. it fucking is. This is insane. Yeah. Like the whole thing is like, it's chaos. You're, you're a chaos agent in yes. his life right yes. now, but he can't express well, yes. any of it. That is exactly right. No, 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 not yes. I told you. I'm not speaking to you <laughs> on this point. I will, I will go back to penalty box and feel shame. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. Sorry. I actually love so much that you said you show up on the bench because she was doing that in a way so that she wouldn't be a big issue. So that she's just going to be in his neighborhood. And if she runs into him, they can hang out. Oh, but like it's not. Gonna, I, I don't want to put you out, so I don't want to ask if I could stay at your place. I'm just going to be around and inconvenience you in other ways. The, like the fact that you said he could have gotten things set up. I, uh, as established, am a planner. One time, uh, a buddy of mine was flying through O'Hare. His connecting flight was canceled, and so we were going to go out to dinner. And he gave me as much much warning as he could, but he's going to be in my apartment. And I was like, I need to clean everything that's ever existed like six hours of panic sweating because i'm like holy shit what are you doing to your baseboards that they are like this and why have you not corrected it before and that's not your parent that's not somebody that you're like trying to make sure thinks the best of you um so yeah i would have if somebody showed up out of nowhere and they were like i'm just going to come into your house now i would jump out the back window like i absolutely could not do that with them (laughs) I get it. I get it. I like that feeling too of like, there's also a piece of like how I want to present. So it's a little bit, interestingly, I wouldn't have connected these ideas, but since we've, we've been to uh, Nate's um, childhood bedroom and sort of watch mom, you know, bring him food and poke in her head and dad just show up over his shoulder. It's a little bit like your parents, like walking in on you changing after yes. you're just too old for that yeah. shit, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> hold on. Like, this is my apartment. Like, like now he's like totally on defense. He's like, whoa, whoa. Like, whatever I might have around, like, I'm a grown yes. man. This is my space. Like, I I might need a minute to just get shit together here. Like, this wasn't intended to be a spaceship yeah. with my mom right now. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, yeah. Well, I, that, like, that, I like that okay. energy of yeah. like, now I've got to clean and I don't yeah. have an opportunity to clean. I, I 
Am I allowed to talk? Pretty sparse. Okay, yeah. Am I? I am allowed to talk, Coach. All right, you're 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 out of the penalty box, which I understand because of you. Thank you. I do love that. Um, I would say that uh, I love what you're saying. Everything you're saying is 100 percent right. And here's the thing: the dynamic. Okay, I'll give an example. Um, I have uh, one of my sons uh, on the spectrum, developmentally delayed, so he tends to go things through things emotionally uh, at a rate that is is more um, consistent with a younger child. So. You know, if he's 11, he'll go through things the way a six or seven year old would. Now, now he's 19. He's going through things in certain ways, not everything in his life, but certain things where sure, he's sure. Four to 13 or 14. And I've always told him, I don't want you to rubber stamp what I say to you. Like if I say, if you say, what's your opinion on this? I've actually stopped telling my, my opinion on things because he will then parrot it. And I'm like, no, no, you're going to, you have to realize I'm an idiot. Like there's a line from Bull Durham Miles quote where, where when I was young enough to not understand it, uh, it was Crash Davis behind the mound. Um, uh, sorry, Crash Davis uh, behind the behind the, uh, the home plate, and he runs up and he sees Nuke Lelouch, the pitcher, who is like really tense, and he says, "What's wrong? What's what's going on?" This Nuke's a great pitcher, and he's got him like pitching well. He's ah, uh, my dad's here. Don't look. And Crash, of course, turns and looks and sees the dad with a with one of those uh, video cameras that go that used to go on the shoulder. Fantastic. Right? And he waves. Uh, Crash waves, <laughs> and he goes. What do you mean? Hey, he goes. Listen, man. He's 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 your old man. He's a he's as full of shit as anyone. And I know I've I think I talked about this season one for those who are long term mm. listeners. Um, he's as full of shit as anyone. When you're when you're little and you can't process, it, you're like, don't fucking talk about my own. I can say my dad's full of shit, which I never will right. because I'm too young right. to realize it. But you can't right. say, like those are fighting words at some point until right. you either realize he's as full of shit as anyone, or you become a dad and you know you're as full of shit as anyone. But I, so I, rather than I try to not have Correct. my kids suffer this and, and, you know, you hear all these terrible parenting stories like, oh, you know, dad's bragging about all their victories and stuff. And I always love to tell them all my defeats and all my things where I totally blew it and, because I want them to not be afraid of mistakes in life. And um, so there's this thing where, uh, like, I go back, getting back to my son, I say, um, you know, I want you to think on your own. I want you to come up with, I want you to say, no, dad, I actually don't agree with that because my whole job, I want you to be smarter than me. I want you to train me. I don't, you know what I mean? I've, I've given you everything mm-hmm. I know. And at, at some mm-hmm. point it is very natural. Biologically, you are supposed to disagree with me. That is biologically programmed so that it forces you to leave the home and go out. And you're like, I don't want to live under this idiot's rules anymore. And I, I'm like, I want you to have that because <laughs> that is biologically appropriate. Right. Like, it's also true. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I want you to be better and smarter and, and more advanced than I am. Um, I'm just doing the best I can. I'm, I'm as full of shit as anyone. And so, and so, you know, this moment with Ted and Dottie in the, in the room, what's hard about it for me is I'm not going to say it's like you train me a certain way. Now you're sort of playing with like in this flat, I, I am the law. And the law that I'm enacting is the law you taught me that after Many, many, uh, he's been on his own for a while. He's got his own wife and family. He's been able to uh, either uh, uh, use her rules or the rules of his family as he grew up with or not. He could have changed them and said, no, in this house, we all wear our shoes in the house. You know what I mean? Like he could do whatever rules he wants. And he has settled on the fact that if your mom is in the house, then she gets the bed, which is like a rule that she would agree with. And then he, but it takes him to say, please, he has to say, neither of us can use that. And he goes, please, 
Okay. He has to beg her to look, to stop. And then she goes, thank you. And he says, okay. And he, and you feel like, okay, finally, like we have some, we have some agreement. Okay. This is your house. I'll respect your rules. Thank you, Ted. And then he goes to swing her bag onto the bed. And what does she say, boss? Not on the bed. And he, and he just mm-hmm. pulls it right back. So now mm-hmm. it's not his rules anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the thing that kills me. It's like, it has to be your rules or, you know what I mean? Like we're, it's this variability thing where, that kills people because it's exhausting. You don't know where you stand. And then subconsciously it just feels frenetic and sort of right. played with self-doubt. Whatever, whatever you like, yes. not that. Yes. Whatever yeah. you like, but not that. And also this, and this is yeah. another one of the mm-hmm. uh, flags that I would like to plant when we get to the end of the episode and there's discussion to be had because this is, Probably the second time, at least second, where we've seen Dottie say something and then do exactly the thing that she was just criticizing. In the bar when she said, you know how Ted is, never taking anything for himself and always giving for other people. And then immediately Mm -hmm. was like, oh, you don't need to do that for me. And in this case, it was, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely I don't get to make the rules. And then immediately, oh, wait, I get to make the rules. Like, immediately going back on her word. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the whole, that's, that's the whole, you know what, to close the anecdote, I went to visit uh, my son at college last year and he had been living on his own for, you know, six months or not even four and a half months, something like that. And then I had set something up in his room when I left him, when I moved him in in August. And then he, I don't know, something got moved. So I started like just tidying up a little bit and I moved something like this clock or something. And he's like, what? He's like, what are you doing? He gave me a little attitude. He's like, I'd like it there. And then, and I was like, so I had this moment, and then it, he he saw me. Get, he goes, "Ah, shit!" And he saw me get this huge smile on my face. I was like, "Yeah, I love it." That then that's where it'll go. You know what I mean? If you like it there, and I like chest bumped him, and he is laughing, and he's like, "Get away, you're weird." Like you know what I mean? He's like, "You're weird." Stuff, I love it. Something really wrong with you. But I'm like, that's that's you have you want to get to that point where yes, I respect your space, and I love that you have a a position on it. And and the, this again, this variability that we see with Dottie is, uh, yeah. Oh my God, it, it, it is exhausting. Um, so boss, keep keep us rolling here, please. Uh, hey, I brought you. Yeah, something. hey, I brought you. Uh, what on the off chance we'd bump into each other? And she said, No, it's Clippins from back home. She said, Oh, he says, Oh, I thought you'd want those because it seemed really funny to me. Um, have I mentioned the story about uh, David Sedaris getting a commendation in uh, rural France? I want to say like in Normandy. Is for, that picking for picking up, up the, the trash. trash. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah. He is a New York Times yeah. best-selling author with a number of published books and is very famous and is doing a show in Chicago in the next couple of weeks that I can't get tickets to, unfortunately, where he and Henry Rollins oh, no. interview each other. And it's going to be fucking amazing. He is a famous author. He has had some of his stories turned into movies and TV shows and been on podcasts. And the small town in France where he lives with his husband gave him a commendation because when he would go on his extremely long walks in the French countryside, he would pick up the trash. And they were like, hey, we want to recognize your good work. And it's similar to me to that. Like Ted is on TV in England and his mom is like, here we are. From uh, the Kansas City Herald, I have this little clipping for you. It's so, like, even though I know that she has her problems, so cute and nice that she does this. Um, I, I, wait, wait, wait. I hadn't. 
Sorry. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I think it is possibly keto oh. nice, but the article at oh, on yeah, the top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. The article yeah. on the top is. I'm like, well, it, it feels like when you yeah. have somebody like this. Remember I said everything is like a yes. Sun Tzu like role play thing with, with people who feel like they have to, where everything's got an angle to Oh, it. yes. You know, and Ted is no different. Ted's, I don't think Ted is very different than this. No, no, he does the he same. He does the same thing, but he does it for good. Like he's like, he right. does it in the name of good and Dottie probably does right. it in the name of neutral. I don't think she's evil, but like when we're, we're talking about an alignment grid, like Ted well, knows well, the buttons think, to push I, to get people where he needs to get them. But, but the goal is to get them where he needs to get them. Because he knows but, the plan. But I think, yes, yes and. I think everything you just said, I think Dottie does it in the name of what she'd prefer. Now, what she'd prefer is perhaps nice, good, fun, family, embracing, whatever. But is what she'd prefer. I actually do think in some way that Ted has trained himself, moved himself, whatever, to do it in the name of, as far as I can see, what's best for you. So, like, if you needed to sell me out to the newspaper, obviously that's some shit you needed to do. I'm not quite sure how we got there, but I'm going to let you walk around through my office, be in the Diamond Dogs meetings, whatever, till you figure out, until we figure out what the hell's going on here. But it's it's because you're obviously in this moment of growth or whatever it is that's about you there. I think he does, I think, and sometimes in a way that I find unhealthy as somebody who I'll, I'll share this piece, you know, because I've been such a veiled <laughs> and secretive person to this point. That is true. But- when, but seriously, I recently in my in my own therapy, I'll share this that we we have been working on how do you center your needs, which seems simple enough. I'm old as shit. You would think I'd have figured that out a while back, but I haven't. And so, like, there are moments I look at Ted, and there are some ways in which I connect to Ted that I'm like, uh, Ted, I got a guy you could call. If, you know, at some point, Doc is uh, busy with our new team because uh, he's pretty good at this part. And he needs, like, he needs to be able, like, he's as indirect as she is. Like, what do you mean on the off chance we'd bump into each other? That is an angry fucking line. Yes, yes. We can throw it away as, like, a Mm -hmm. funny little quip, but that is, like, (laughs) that is as much F you as something we're going to see in a while. And on the off chance that I was going to see you, like that is an angry, angry line. And he is, is also not able to be direct with her because what he needs to say is the shit he needs to say to her. But he can't because he's being yeah. a good boy. So we're back to yes. Alanis. Yeah. And, and I, I like how much you're making this point and the way that you are. My only thing that I'm going to push back a little bit is I think we see later in this episode, an instance where Ted pushes somebody in a way, not because he is waiting for them to figure it out, but because Ted thinks this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm just going to push you into what you're doing. That Yes. And when we get there, we should discuss it. I think, I think that's an interesting 
at least potential distinction. But yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. But I, I yeah, I think generally that's his his driver. I agree. I agree with both of you. I also I think like throughout the show we see Ted being completely you centric, and and this is what they say about about uh, oh you know Dottie says this to oh he helps everybody else and don't worry about it, which is what Dottie seems to be as well. Um, but it doesn't. It's like that has a as a as a universal people pleaser. That there's a shelf life on that man. Eventually, you start to get res- res- build a little resentment. Mm-hmm. You start to be like, really, like I'm trying to model this behavior. Like, why isn't anyone matching me? As well, because you're not demanding. You know, like I, I fully own my. You know, we joke about how even my. I said, oh, I have a fantasy that you guys host the Tonight Show together, and I'm pissed off and you know watching a TV at home and I get fired. <laughs> and coach is like, even your fucking fantasies are. Are with you getting screwed. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, like, yeah, you, I yeah. got all. No, that. I mean, we, yeah, we yeah. talk about how in every environment I'm in, people love nothing better, work environments, family, like than seeing me, like you know, making fun of me and joking around. And like, if I lose, we play, we all go play darts, and I lose at darts, everyone's gonna be thrilled. It'll be, it'll be fun. Co- Coach uh, was just with me recently at our at our fantasy football draft. And they announce right before they start how many years it's been since I've I've won. Um, <laughs> like they don't say it about everybody else; they just say it about me. You twist true. the knife. So I go, okay, that's that's a uh, it's it's a you know. Uh, there's a couple ways to approach things like that. You can say, "Oh, put yourself in victimization," and you say, oh, "Why is every you know the world's out to get me?" But it's like, no, you have a part. I clearly have a part in that. I am clearly designing some narrative where. I am placing myself in a martyr role or, oh, look at me. I, I can be so wonderful to everybody else and I don't demand anything else. That's horseshit. It's horseshit. And and it's so easy to be in that horseshit and not know that you're the one shoveling the horseshit. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Coach. The world can't hear me nodding, so I just want to say cosine, 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 cosine. Yeah. To everything you just and, said. And it's all over this. It's all over this relation. It's all over Ted's life. It's all over this relationship. It's all all over how each one of them uh, uh, treat everyone else, uh, and and why there's this sort of uh, gorge of uh, it's not mistrust because that's not the right word. This gorge of um, it's it's like they can't be honest. Yes, it's not dishonesty, but it's the inability to get to honesty somehow. They can't break right. What what is it, boss? Do you have a word for it? it? Yeah, go, go, go ahead, boss, because I, I don't have I, a word. I'm sorry, I don't have the word either. But what I was actually thinking is one of the things that I want to discuss at length later is this idea that one of Ted's methods for getting people, and not to follow the lasso way, but his, implement, his implementation of it is he doesn't have any boundaries. He eventually wears down the people around him so that they have as few boundaries as he does. If everybody's being nice to each other, that could work as an ecosystem. Like, none of us are going to have any boundaries. We're going to do all for everybody all the time. And because everybody is doing for each other, that kind of works. The problem is outside of that ecosystem, it doesn't work. And you don't have any defenses then for people who will continually take as long as you're giving. Like, and I actually, I am not a people pleaser, but I do a similar thing in a lot of my relationships where I'm like, if you need it, I will show up. Like, I don't care. If it is possible, I will do it. I don't, that's fine. You don't need to do anything back, but someday I will come to you and I will ask you for something. And if you cannot give me that thing that I need at that point, 
we are done being friends. Like if I continually give to you and I ask you for something back and you say no, then we're done. And I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. yeah, I'm so terrified. Yeah. So, Coach, I, like she's saying yeah. this, and I'm that like, was so Don Corleone. I, yes, that I was yeah, like, I know, oh and I know that me. I do it, she and that's why me. I try to not do it. And it's also why I try to address it with people, where I'm like, I have this habit where like I get pissed off, and then I decide I'm done with this friendship because you didn't show up for me. It's not, that's not good. Like a better boundary is I am giving you as much as I feel comfortable giving you, and I will not ask you for anything in return because I feel okay with this. This is not a, a barter system. It's 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 interesting <laughs> because the similarity the simil- there are differences in what we're each describing and certainly in what coach and I are describing compared mm-hmm. to what you're describing boss but I am actually much more struck by the similarities and there's 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 actually I'm going to use a word that's probably it 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 feels a little more um negative or evil than what I actually mean, but I'm not finding it. There's a bit of manipulation to it, right? Or maybe more than a bit, right? Which is like, okay, for me, I'll speak for myself. The world's big and scary and chaotic. I know people do really mean and hurtful shit. So here's what what I'll do, world. I'll do a a bunch of nice shit. And then you all do a bunch of nice shit and then I won't get hurt. Right. But it does mean that some part of my doing has the built in desire or expectation or pressure. Right. Like, so if in a way to, to sort of mirror what you were saying, if I show up for you, am I in some, on some level setting up that, that, uh, yes, that debt. Right. Like, oh, you now you you now you now. Oh, I need you to do a thing. And I did a thing. So, you know, (laughs) the fact that you think you can't do it, that's your fucking problem. Like, I already I already did my thing. So you're fucked. But it's kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing here? And and it's a it's a real it's a real thing. I do think that. I do think that. God, we're gonna get to the the the, the, the scene you, you were pointing us toward, and I think it really comes up there because just because I decide to do a magnanimous thing, like we coach mentioned the um the, the fantasy draft, which we've only mentioned I don't know 185 <laughs> times, and so for those of you who missed it, there was a fantasy football draft, and but one guy who's relatively new to the group. Um, he's a little younger than the rest of us. So like, like I find myself saying, I like that kid, which is absolutely ridiculous. He's a grown man and I shouldn't say that. Right. But that's like kind of the vibe a little bit with him. And, and he brought gifts. He brought these like baseball cards for everybody. And I assume oh, those shit. who weren't there are going to get this or whatever. No, I don't know. No, like, but customized. He handed out. Customized. Like, he, he said, like, oh, you're from this area. So I think you might like this, this like player. And he, he intentionally it was thought about it. Yeah. believe And not in like the, the ones that are like in the, oh, the plastic okay. casing, like whatever. I got a Mariano. First of all, I don't even know how, how this kid knows. See, I don't even know how he knows that. My family's from Panama, really, because it's not something that gets discussed in the group. He got me, I'm a New York Yankees fan, and he got me a Mariano Rivera card. Like, one of the greatest Yankees ever. Like, a legend. 
in Yankee history is fucking Panamanian. And this guy shows up Hell yes. with that card, right? That's amazing. But I did not experience in any way, and I don't think it's the case, that he would expect, like, when he shows up next year, like, he's going to be rubbing his hands together, like, let's see what these fucking guys got me. Like, I think he just wanted to say, I love being a part of this group, and here's how I'm expressing that. And I, I, I wonder if too many times a little part of me has been like, can't wait to see what I get next draft, even if not no, conscious. A little bit. I totally get that. Also, there was um, one of the lines that you said uh, reminded me so much of Nick Miller from New Girl talking to his roommate and best friend Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt has been bringing him a cookie from the bakery every time he goes. And so one time he gets called on it, Nick has to do something in return and shows up with a, an identical cookie. And then says, you gave me cookie, I got you cookie. I got, you gave me cookie, I got, I got you cookie. And shouts it for five minutes straight because he can't understand. You gave me a cookie. I, and I, I gave you a cookie. Really, yeah. And we're good. We're right. fun. We're, we're good now. now. we're done. We're all like, set. But it does set up like, as much as it isn't a great philosophy to have, especially with close friends, I do think that there, it's somehow related to an inherent fairness about your friends taking care of you as much as you take care of them and making sure that you're not feeling overwhelmed or unsupported in a relationship. Like it isn't necessarily a bad foundation. You do want to make sure that people are, uh, Viola Davis said something about pouring into you as much as you're pouring out into them. It, so a little bit, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm, that if it's mm-hmm. like a tit for tat type thing, it gets really messy and weird. Like uh, one of my very close friends who I love so much, she and I have an agreement that, if there's a present that we want to get for the other one, we will get it. But we are not going to get a present just to get a present for Christmas or birthdays or whatever else. Like when John Oliver um, wanted to raise money for Ukraine and he made little uh, potato dolls. She loves potatoes and she loves John Oliver. And I bought it for her and I gave it to her. And I was like, this is yours now. You don't need to get me anything back for it. This is because it's a John Oliver potato. Like who else would I give it to? So I like if there are different layers of this and I think we're seeing something really toxic and hard with Dottie and Ted. I don't know if his approach to it is the best way of doing things. It, it like resolving this tension between them. I mean, for a, a good part of my life, um, I've tried to get next to a tit. So a tat was a small price to pay. <laughs> But um, I, I I hate that so I love, much. I love I, I, what I, Thor's I, I, face I hate, just did. I, 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 I love I love it. Coach is so angry now. <laughs> I sat here and I was like, "Don't interrupt! Don't interrupt! Just hold it! Just hold it now!" Okay, she's done with her totally legitimate joke. Now you can be a ten-year-old. Go! Oh my god, that's like. Welcome to the Blue Room at the Holiday Inn. Thanks. Glad you can spend this Thanksgiving with me. Uh, boy, a little tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of <laughs> yeah, no, no, loungy. For sure. Boy, are my arms like, tired. Oh, no, it's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Murder no, me. No, 100%. But it's over now. It's over now. God. I did God. that. I, I I brought you that as a gift. Now Thank you, have you to, Coach. You have to give me a pun. That's it. Now we have to tr- I gave you a cookie. Um. Yeah, no, I, there were so, God, this is such a great conversation. And really what we just discussed is part and parcel of so many things. The tendrils of what we just talked about have gone through this entire uh, series of Ted Lasso. 
hundred. It, we keep referring to it in so many different ways. Even the basics of friendship. I, I've talked so many times about how I grew up with uh, with a mom who had strings attached. To everything. I remember it was funny. Um, uh, Juliana was laughing about the first time I met. She's got this huge Italian family uh, in Rochester, New York. The best people in the world. I love them. But the first time I met them, coming from a family where everything was strings, like literally, I'm not exaggerating. Like my mom's like, uh, says, "Hey, can you hand me that water over there?" She'd be like, "Okay." And then now you owe her. Just I'm I'm serious. I'm just telling you that's what it was. Right, right, right. It right, might be a right, little thing. Works. It might be like it won't be spoken for sure. But it's like now you got to go a little further to go get her. So it, it was just uh, really not a great way to live. But I went to this uh, first time I met this big Italian family. I'm sitting there uh, at the table, like for this for you know big meal that they have, and all these aunts are coming up. You know, women I had just met, and they're like, "Oh, can we get you this? Can you get it? like people putting you know bread on my plate?" And I'm like, "What?" You know, like, oh, can I get you a soda? Can I get you some water? Soda appears. Water appears. I'm like, ah, ah, because I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't. How many people I'm going to owe? Yeah, Am I, I going to owe at the end like, of this it, meal? It was like traumatic. <laughs> like, shit, get away from me. You know, like, I'm like freaking out. Like a, it's like a, a trap. It's yeah, a trap. Seriously. Right, I'm like right. a bridge troll, uh, like freaking out that I have no idea. I'm like, what? And, oh, it was terrible. But um, but then you realize, oh, my God, there's no strings attached. What? what people live like this? Is that is that humanly possible? So anyway, it's a better way to be. Um, and clearly, it's something that a uh, uh, bridge of communication that, that Ted and his mom haven't uh, haven't sort of crossed yet. Um, boss, uh, keep, keep rolling with this. Oh, uh, we'll take it all the way back to the clippings. Um, the clipping on top says, lasso suffering panic attack on side of pitch, which, of course, that would be the clipping that he would want to see at the top. It, and of course, this means that she wants to talk about his panic attacks, but doesn't know how to address it directly. So is going to put it in here. Right. And then exactly. sort of force the issue. Yes. Yes. But does I've she seen want to talk about it or does she want to bring it? Up? Sure. And what I yep. mean by that, well, I'll let you keep going, but it's, it's, it's sort of interesting. Cause it's like, but do you want to talk about it? Um, I'm going to yeah. let you finish. Yeah. I'm going to let, that's it, right. I'm no, going to let you finish. Um, that's right. I don't know that we could get that far into this point right now, but I totally get what you're saying, especially when somebody wants credit for saying, I tried to talk about it, even though they didn't really want to talk about it. Like, well, I, I opened the door wide open when I passive aggressively gave you that newspaper clipping that addressed the thing that I don't want to say out loud. What more do you want from me? Right. Right. Also, where I clipped this uh, this uh, headline, um, there are these things yes. called phones. Yeah. This th- it, also mail, and so all this other yeah. I mean, so just putting how, that out there. How old is anyway. Dottie? Mid sixties. Um, the actress is I think, uh, maybe a little like like older. Dottie Dottie Lasso, not not the actress. Uh, yeah, I would think I would think mid sixties to may, maybe early seventies, depending well, on timing stuff. But given the story, I would think something. The, the reason I say it is because what you say about the phone or, Oh, she wants to bring it up. She doesn't know how to discuss it. Or, you know, her idea of seeing her son is to go sit near where he lives on a bench. Like how many other days did she spend on benches before she found the right bench? I'm like, so what I'm saying is, and I say this all the time, but I want to, I want to reiterate it for the listeners and for the buttercups and for the people who are coming to us uh, out of the blue. Um, Where do you learn this? (laughs) If you don't come from a good family, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you haven't had instruction, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that ha- uh, 70 to 80% of the l- true lessons in my life 
I did not learn from my family. I learned from emulating good people I was friends with in school. I learned, I learned the vast majority after the age of 35 when I met Juliana and saw how her family functions and said, Oh my God, this is a, this is a model for me to rethink my parenting. You know what I mean? Like you, how do you know if you don't know? It's crazy. And I guarantee there are people out there. I'm talking to certain listeners who I know have reached out who said, listen, I didn't even know people thought this way, you know, until I heard your podcast. So some people are just finding it right now. Like, and and that's the, and and if that's the methodology, if that's the, the place where you hear something that sounds right or familiar or, or something that sort of validates what you've been suspecting, then good, wherever you get it, that's great because you know, the, the, hopefully the goal is for everyone to be in a healthier place and do the work of thinking about, you know, how these things apply in our, in our day-to-day lives. And it can be as simple as I bought you a cookie. And, and what, what ramifications does that have? Um, I, I have a, I have a Republican uh, friend who uh, it's it, it, my oldest friend in the world. I went to, went to school with him. He, he is a, he's a very nice person. Uh, grew up with a hardcore conservative dad. Um, just got a real job, you know, like went to, went to school in the medical field and, you know, makes good money and, you know, just did everything the right way. Uh, and, and very, very vanilla, but very appropriate or, you know, has a, you know, there's a golden retriever and has a, has two kids and has right, right, right. a pretty wife and has a place on Nantucket, you know, like whatever. And, and, and I love him. He's one of my oldest friends in the world. We see, don't see eye to eye on anything, but he's one of those guys that, um, studied, it reminds me of Tom Cruise and Cocktail, where Tom Cruise's character always had a self-help book behind the bar. I don't know if anyone who watched that movie remembers. I don't remember it well. He always enough, had like, interesting. yeah, it was oh, like, the yeah. type, some people just read that type of book. Like that's what they, oh, you know, how to make money or how to do this. or how, it all, You know, so my friend is like a student of, like he watches Shark Tank and he's like, how do people sell their products? You know, like, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and he, I remember him telling me one time, he said, the re- the fastest way to get somebody to give you something or open themselves up is to give them a present. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't come from the place like where I would give a present. You know what I mean? The way he goes about it has mm-hmm. a, there is a, it's not artifice, but it's, um, I guess it's, it's, it's not even performative because he does give you the present, you know, but it's like, there's something tethered to it. That doesn't feel like, oh, just the goodness, altruistic goodness of my heart, kind of like boss giving a potato, uh, you know, thing to a friend and not expecting a potato in return. So it's, it's it, and these are like just ba- basic daily things that we all do. Uh, the Trojan War, the entire uh, sort of sort of uh, lasting uh, lesson from the Trojan War was beware of Greeks bearing gifts. You don't um, even need that last. You know what I mean? Just like, watch out for wow. Greeks, you know, full. Full story. <laughs> you damn right. Um, yeah. Uh, for those uh, listening for the first time, I'm half Greek from a uh, fully Greek mother from the homeland, from from Greece itself. And so uh, this that was a uh, shot across the bow. Um, but anyway, all I'm saying is these are applicable to our daily life. And who teaches it? Where, they don't. You don't learn it in school. You could have a teacher that is totally messed up and has completely different priorities. And yeah, they operate inside the realm of like what's acceptable in a student a student environment, but they could be manipulative and they could be hurtful. They could say things that d- destroy your self-esteem. Like, you know what I mean? There's like, like, there's just, 
where do you learn these lessons if you don't, if you're not receptive enough to pick them up along the way and continuously be in a state of improvement, which I know is something our listener community like really resonates with. Uh, that's something that really resonates with them. It's something that when I talk about the journey that we're all on and the things that we're all searching for, I know that's a big part of that. I think, well, there's a story piece and then off of, off of what you just said, I, I think too, what ends up making the world, uh, one of the things that ends up making the world <clears throat> quite complicated is I think, especially in the context of, of Ted Lasso, there's definitely, there are definitely some messages being sent about the, the way, right? I mean, even call, the Lasso way, the Richmond way, the, the way, right? The way, the way, the way, the way, the way. So they, when you, when you say the way, there's a right, there's a wrong, there's a better and there's a worse. And I, and I would put forth that in a way, your friend out on Nantucket with other folks who have made similar choices and are living similar lives is not doing a, a bad or a lesser thing. Actually, I, I might, because in that ecosystem, that's how the world functions. It works. I think what often makes the world a complicated place is when some are when some are putting bread on your plate because we feed everybody and you look hungry just because you're a human and I'm, I just assume every human because I have been I've spent I'm not of Italian descent. Um, those of you who can't see me have no reason to uh, be uh, not surprised by that. But those of you who can see me probably guessed it. And so. <laughs> no, but really, but I have spent a lot of time around Italian families and friends just where I went to school and just was an amazing part actually of growing up. And I was stunned by the level of energy and enthusiasm that went into feeding people oh, and talking about feeding people. I went back to my old high school to speak once and the way my old coach talked about the sandwiches he sent out for for me that we're going to have da, 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 we're going to get the sandwiches from blah 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 and da, 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 and do you want this or do you want that this whole production and it was like i understood that was his way of saying like welcome home welcome home if 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 nothing else happens while you are here believe me you are going to eat right you will be nourished and i guess a real thing whereas i so i think if I understand that, right, then I figure out like, well, what's what, what's a way I can or whatever show a, a, a similar amount of love. So like in terms of my presentation to the school, I infused it there. That's a way I can do it, right? Like I can bring these words that I think will impact people. Um, uh, that's a great But point. we were on the same page, so it worked. And you're, I think, you're, a lot, you're talking I think about, sometimes it's not working. No, yeah, yeah I love it, Coach. I love it. Uh, sorry, were you finished? No, no, no. That was the basic point. It's just like when it's not like when when they're misaligned, when we're not speaking the same language. I thought of this, the scene of, um, you know, Nate going on and on about not getting his credit. You guys ever wish you were the boss and um, and having Roy and 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 Beard look at him like, mm-hmm. fuck's this guy talking about? Me? Right. Like and Roy saying that's the job. And then having Beard explain what we've learned about how trees operate. Like they are mm-hmm. not competing for the resources. They are not competing for the sunlight. And that's what makes the whole thing work. And he might as well have told Nate that the sky <laughs> was made of marshmallows. 
Like, it was the craziest shit. And, like, on a fundamental fucking level, Nate was like, what are you talking about? I have presented good ideas, and I want to be fucking heralded. Like, trees and who gets the sun, and I don't need more sun. What are you talking about? And I think that's where a lot of times you've run into these problems. Because he expected... Oh, when I get there, then I'm going to be given all this sunlight. And they were like, no, the sunlight goes to whichever trees need it. And that was unfathomable to him. Like, he really couldn't put it together like that that's how this, not the world, but that's how this world works. Are you going to say something, boss? Because I, lo- I, no, love, it. I love I it. I love it, too. I think, um, you know, just going back to everything we know about Nate, when you believe it, when you feel that you are lacking in one particular resource, it always feels scarce. So having anybody else say, like, obviously there is enough sunlight. What are you talking about? And you're like, I'm getting fucking no sun. Like, it, it, and that is more about Nate recognizing what he needs in place of sunlight and why it isn't working and anything else. Um, it, it, but I like so much what you're saying about it, it, making sure that everything is aligned in that way. Um, because what I was going to say in terms of how do you learn to become a better person if you weren't taught it at home, if your parents didn't teach you, because my answer is always, you should be an asshole. And I say that not because I think being mean to other people is necessarily always the right thing. Sometimes it's the right thing. Sometimes they deserve it and I need to do it. And then that's why that happens. But a lot of the time, it is more the lack of ego associated with thinking of yourself as a person who will continually fuck up. Not like negative self-esteem, not feeling badly about yourself. But if you go into any situation thinking, I'm probably going to fuck something up. So I need to know what I'm going to do when I do fuck that up. Then when you fuck it up, instead of being like, oh shit, I fucked up. You're like, ah, all right, I fucked that up. So how do we fix it now? It's um, what I've often cited is, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And I always think that Matt Damon thinks of himself as being a really good guy. And he might even, he might even actually be a pretty decent guy. I've seen him say a lot of shit about teachers unions and standing up for his mom and other actors and stuff. I'm sure that he is a good guy in many ways. I think also he's a little bit of an asshole and doesn't recognize it. And that's why that led to that shit that he said on Project Greenlight about diversity in front of the camera, not diversity behind the camera. And he was wrong about that. Lord have mercy. That was ben Affleck, on the other hand, is an asshole and he fucking knows it. And so when you're like, hey, Ben, you're a real dick. He's like, oh, shit. All right. Let me grab some coffee. All right, let's go. Let, let me get a Duncan. We'll go talk about it. Because I think that knowing that about yourself makes you easier to deal with the fallout of it. If you're not taking it so personally because it's not part of your identity that you're a good guy. Ooh, that's really that is very, very interesting. And <laughs> Castle, no, it isn't. You jump in there. Get in there, coach. So go in, get in there, coach. Get in there. Are you calling me an asshole, boss? Is that what I'm? No, <laughs> I'm not. I don't. Is that what I'm saying? Oh, you think you're a good guy, but really, you're a little bit of an no, asshole. No, actually, because saying, one boss? of the things that you were just saying about uh, with your son at college and like he's going to put the clock here now when you love that is that you think other people should not necessarily listen to me because I am always right. But I can give people a lot of guidance because I have fucked things up before and I know how to do this in a way Amen. that they don't need to feel as attached to it. Like, I think coach. I think Coach could could vouch for the fact that no one 
on the planet has fucked up more (laughs) than I have. I mean, I mean, in every direction. I mean, I am a master of the fuck up. We started this converse, this podcast, talking about how I followed a man to Minnesota in January, and you're going to come at me with nobody's fucked up more than you. I know I, I love it. See, but I see this is what I always talk about. I always talk about friendship and what Vonnegut calls caress. And, and like, I always talk about like when you're in the same wavelength as people, I just love when I, I tend to find friends where we're kind of all broken in the same way. I always think everybody's broken. I maintain that as a rule, whether they know it or yeah. not, everybody's broken. The world fair. is too difficult yeah. for modern humanity. You can shield it. You can lie to yourself about it. Everyone's got some chink in the armor. And, and whether or not it's like uh, apparent to you or if it just comes out through your subconscious, I maintain that that's a general fact. There are some, some notable exceptions, um, but generally everybody has places in their life where they can improve. But um, yeah, no, no, I think I, I, there's, God, there's so much here to, I, I really do. I don't understand. So for me, I just, I guess I, I would, I, one of the thrills about working with you boss is, is to see through the eyes of someone. This is true. I'm really being, being genuine for the first time ever where I say like, you know, I do really appreciate when you say be an asshole and, and do that because it's, I don't have that gear. I don't know what it is. I would feel like I told you, like, even when I set a boundary, I feel guilty setting a boundary. That feels like mean. So, so to even get to the level of asshole, that feels like, Oh, I'd have to level up so far past being mean for setting a boundary that I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, it, it feels like a a mythical beast. Like, <laughs> the like mythical when, when, beast. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You know, I'm, that's really. I'm serious. That's funny. You, you know when you know when Beard says to, Trent starts conversation and he goes, "Where are you yeah. from?" He goes, "None of your business." Uh, that that is a dream goal for me to just be like, you know what. Eat a bag of shit. I'm not talking to you. I've never done that. I've never, ever in my entire life done that. I wouldn't even know what part of my like brain to, you know, to even use. I think I, I think this is, well, I'm finding this whole conversation fascinating, but one of the, one of the reasons I'm finding it fascinating though, is I think we all like, it's, Again, uh, in the in the in in memory of Randy Dohas, we all contain that is true. That is very true. And 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 I think there's something. I think there's something um, at least potentially unhealthy and unhelpful about conducting ourselves as if no, no, everyone else contains multitudes, but I'm only this thing, right? So we've seen different versions of that. It's the the I don't give a shit about anything person who you're like, get the fuck out of here. Like I'm sure there's some, somewhere there's a rosebud in your hit, in your past that if I bring that blankie or whatever the fuck it is out here, you're going to start bawling like an infant. Right. And the person like, I'm just always chipper and happy and everything's always fine with me. And, and, and I think not, whether it's when we are talking about others or whether we're looking at ourselves, when we don't grant the full humanity of that and, and complexity of containing those multitudes, we get ourselves in the trouble. Interestingly, with the conversation you two just had, my problem in life has often been 
I'm going to be a nice guy. This shit happens. All right, I'm going to be a nice guy. This shit happens. All right, I'm going to be a nice guy. Then, like, the 17th thing <laughs> happens, or the 31st. Like, you're just... It's like, like so they used to have those things in the sitcoms all the time. Like, you're the millionth shopper. Like, you would just be the millionth person who pissed me off. And you would get it for yes. everybody yeah. who came before mm-hmm. you. Which is total bullshit. Like, it wasn't bullshit that what you did was fucking infuriating and that I'm angry at you. But it is bullshit that you are now catching the hell of the last... 6, 12, 18, 24 months of my life because I fucking had it. Like, that's not right. Like, it's just not fucking right. And it's me. It was, in a way, it was me. And I've done a, whoo, I don't know. This is like notes from my therapist today. But I've done a lot of work on this of like, no, no, no. I don't like this thing. And I'm going to acknowledge this thing I don't like right fucking now. Because... As much as it may seem to you like, oh, my God, why are you bringing up this thing that's not so big? I could tell you now or I could tell you later. And if I tell you later, whew, right, but that might not be pretty. I, I love that, Coach. But it's also that's experience because I'll speak as someone. You know, boss always jokes around. Coach wants everybody to become a coach. And, and, and I want everyone to mm-hmm. have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you as someone with ADHD. Accurate. Part of it is you go through life and you don't always see the things coming down the pike and you don't always see it ahead of time. So now when you get some veteran experience, it feels like um, you don't want it hanging over your head. You can see it. You can Now you can see it. You have the experience and you go, you know what? I'm going to address this up front because I, I, I've, I've been down this road before. But but again, without that experience, how do you know? If you haven't had that experience, it's, it's really hard to uh, it's really hard to know. And it's a sign of maturity. And um, Again, hard one, just sort of veteran experience, which there's no there's no replacing it. Uh, the youth is wasted on the young because boy, if I exactly. knew what I knew now, then Ugh, please, I know. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I'm getting to an age where I'm really appreciating those kinds of like sentiments and sayings on a, a, a much more fundamental level. Like when people say, oh, if I knew then, I'm like, oh my God. Like that isn't just like, hey, invest in Apple, which yeah, fuck. But also like the things we're talking about and like what matters and what you should be spending energy on and what, you know, what you sh- should bother to even give a moment of your energy or what you should be giving way more of your attention. Like there's so much of that. That is, uh, that you know, I feel like I see as as this as this beard goes completely white. Yeah, I, I just sort of go, oh, yeah. But yeah, we're we're yeah. creatives, Coach. We've been creative people as long as we've known each other, For and I sure. know you always have. But we didn't have any fucking yeah, yeah. money to invest in Apple when we could have invested. <laughs> in you know what I mean? Oh, I wish I had bought yeah. Land in Canada with what? A fucking poem I wrote? A haiku? Yeah, man. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't haiku. I don't. It's so crazy. Whatever. You know what I mean? I wish, I wish we could have, we're going to go back to Ted Lasso. I want to say that you described earlier, you were describing people being aligned and you basically described traffic, like why traffic happens. If, if it's 75 uh, speed limit, right. But everybody just universally decides to go 25. There's no traffic. The traffic happens when one person, all it takes is one person is outside the flow by the way, the same friend that I said, uh, you know, like I don't like when I describe my friend, the Republican, who uh, is a very good person, um, 
uh, and and his his way of operating with gifts it feels a little more transactional than than what I, what I feel accustomed to or whatever. Um, his he also has a theory about flow and especially pulling into traffic. And he's like, "There's a natural flow to the way people drive." And he his thing that it makes him crazy is when you pull out and somebody has to slow down to accommodate you entering the, fact the flow. That you pulled out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like if you want to enter the flow, fine. Enter the flow at the appropriate speed at the appropriate time so that you're not harshing someone else's gig. But um, mm. anyway, a lot of mm. uh, a lot of my friend featured today, um, boss. Let's, let's as we. Oh, go ahead, coach. Yeah, no, because I think it will matter in this scene, and and it is kind of a swing back to the you know Ted Lasso, ostensibly what we're discussing. Um, but imagine speaking of ecosystems and the flow of traffic and whatever imagine a home where the where this was the way of being where um you're supposed to do and do for others and care not for yourself and not really have any fucking feelings right like like part of what Dottie's saying when she says, oh, that's Ted taking care of everybody else. It's not like he takes care of himself last. He takes care of himself not at all and probably doesn't even think of the ways in which he needs to be taken care of, right? Imagine being in that home and having the process someone dying by suicide. Like you t- like that's that is driving the wrong way on the 405 at a hundred miles a fucking hour. That is like when you watch this, like you can see how, like in a way, like Dottie, what exactly does it seem? What are we seeing in Dottie's toolkit right now that makes us go, Oh yeah, she could have totally fucking handled helping a teenage boy through that moment. Like what? Um, What? Forget the joke what? I was going to make about how if you drive anything slower than 80 in the fast lane, you're a fascist. Because what I want to talk about is what you just said about not just that everything in Ted's toolkit uh, to deal with suicide, but like it, his lack of having those tools because of the way that the family says you do nothing for yourself and you do everything for everybody else. One, he doesn't have the skills to mm-hmm. deal with this because of that. But two... His toolbox, his skill set tells you that what his dad did was the worst thing you could possibly do because he did for himself, quote unquote, instead of making sure to take care of everybody else. Because he relieved his pain rather than suffer forever because that would have made it better for everyone else. A hundred percent. And I think it's worth, yeah, like looking at. You know yes. what that means in context, a, right? It's a yes. capital crime. Yeah. What he did. literally a capital in the scope, crime. In the scope crime of that family. Yeah, seriously, and that's the way, and that is the way he descri- yep. Ted he describes up. it to Doctor Sharon when he finally says he gave up, and what he did, what what your father did, what he did to me and my mother. So now he did a thing. He didn't. He didn't die by suicide. He suicided yes. us. Yes. No, that and, and I should. Also say that we haven't gotten to the suicide discussion yet, but that is an incredibly common reaction to a close relatives, especially somebody who is in a parental role when they, it, it isn't something that they do to themselves. It is something that they did to you is how you internalize it. And he hasn't unpacked any of that shit. 
and you've obviously, and I, you know, <laughs> it's like when I say something, I'm like, you you joke around so much, you say shit, and then people will think you're joking around. I'm not joking around. You obviously know way more about this than I do. <laughs> no, so no, I'm no, not, yes. That is not no. some dark, fucked up joke. But what I would add to that is... But I'm a man, so <laughs> let me educate. But, right, exactly. So let me let me explain to you yeah, how no, you no. should feel. No, but seriously, but I but I think that it's 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 I don't know I don't I've I don't have the tools to deal with. Like I know that. Like I know like I know that there there's one there's mm-hmm. it was a kid mm-hmm. and a kid I'd coached and I think I've told you this before. And I'm telling you, my overriding emotion the morning, you know, the school parents met and we're dealing my overriding emotion was Anger mm-hmm. to the tenth degree, and I literally said in a meeting of other adults, "I wish he was here right now so I could punch him yeah. right in the face." Yeah, I said that. I mean, and I meant that shit. I, I like, I don't say that with pride. I say that with like, look at yourself with clear eyes. So yeah, I think you know how. Like, what are those tools? What would we need to be able to process that better? What would we need to be able to respect? That as much as we are interconnected, I'm not. I'm not now advocating. Oh no, every man actually is an island. At the same time, you do get to be your. Now I'm gonna like fuck up this analogy, but you do get to be your own nation, landmass, whatever you want to call it, right? And 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 somehow I have to respect that and yeah. be interconnected. No. How do you do that? I, I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying that I know was- all of my therapy, basically. Like, legitimately, that is exactly what you really? need to figure out. How do you coexist in this idea that somebody could do something that could impact you so profoundly and actually acknowledge them right. that that is something that they did because of who they are and that the impact is not a reflection is what it comes down to, is separating those two things. Yes. Uh, yes, I know. Fucking, it's, it, yeah. Wow. Whoa. That's impressive. Especially because you don't seem like someone who's done a lot of work. Oh, God, no. That's really, really, Coach? (laughs) At that fucking moment? (laughs) Wow. Like, that is is commitment to the bit, man. That is, wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to pass it up, Coach. Never, never. I'm going to take your shot, Coach. Every single one, we need it. That was amazing. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. Boss, can finish you this fucking scene? For the love of I'm sorry. sweet baby right, One Jesus. more thing. No, I'm kidding. Boss, go ahead. All right. Uh, what's the plan for tomorrow? Uh, yeah, you want to come with us to Manchester? Come to Manchester with us? And she says, I don't know. I mean, coming all the way, way to England, not seeing a soccer match is kind of like going to Rome, not going to a church or getting your pocket picked. And she said, oh, well, thank you, but I'll just stay here. I didn't get much sleep last week with all that noisy sex from not me, the Australian, the Australians. Like again, it's, he didn't know you were here. You're making this his problem, even though he had no way of fixing it. That's fine. Uh, he says, yeah, no, exactly. And, and uh, he makes a great, and he yes. makes a great face here. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, the Australians, he like looks side eye and he's like, Ugh, like it's, yeah, just, just I, how no, would I, I fix that? How would, I didn't know you I, were. I didn't know you were here. I, uh, you yeah, sat on you just bench. hung out around my place. I, um, I don't, not sure if we mentioned it, but one of the uh, catchphrases in our family is "There's no bubblegum ice cream." 
from a time when my sister was taking a child that she was working with as a patient to the uh, ice cream store. The kid was like, I want bubblegum ice cream. He's like, well, there is no bubblegum ice cream. So like, what are we going to do instead? And he couldn't get past it. He was like, wait, but, but there's, I need bubblegum ice cream. And so this is kind of a thing. What's uh, being reflected here is he couldn't give her the bubblegum ice cream. Hey, Dottie, I didn't have any bubblegum ice cream. You weren't in my apartment. I couldn't help you with that. That is outside the realm of impossibilities. This is, this is, this is your family vernacular as a way of saying. Not just tough shit, but also like, let's problem solve. Like, what else are we going to do? There is no. Oh, there's no bubblegum ice cream. What are we doing? That sounds great. But also, it, there is a oh, little agree. bit it's of it's real. disdain involved in it. Like, there's a little bit of mockery. If we have to say there's no bubblegum ice cream, you are past the point where we have already explained to you that that is not a possibility and we need to move on. So there's no bubblegum ice cream. What are we doing instead? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. When you get to that point, you're it's, it's got like an yes, exclamation. there's no bubblegum ice cream. Got it. Um, uh Having met your sister, I can't imagine you guys getting to that point mm, as a family. No, us. <laughs> we are. We put the the fun and dysfunctional. We're great. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I I would one hundred percent live stream your holidays. Oh, Jesus no Christ. question. Yes, like I would just sit and oh, fucking Jesus. watch. Like just Jesus. go. There go would be for so it, much folks. yelling. The Emily amazing. Chambers Ooh. holiday special. Uh, also, I need to very quickly call out. Have we talked about uh, yeah, no, and no, yeah? I did not realize that this was only a Midwestern thing. I don't think so. I, I hear it all the time because uh, yeah, my sisters grew up in it, Chicago. It, so, but yeah, yeah no, explain it means no, and no, yeah means yes. Yeah, no, yeah, no. We're not going. We're not doing that. It, yeah, no, absolutely not. But oh and no, yeah, you can definitely come with. That's not a problem. I've and this is how we talk to each I've other heard that before. all the time. Yeah. Fuck in the Midwest. I don't understand it. Anyway, so That's he really says, yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Because he is true blue uh, Midwestern. Um, and she said, uh, you know how nervous I get when I'm watching your games. So I will think I'll just stay put and let uh, you go beat the pants off of those Manchesterians. Manchurians. Mancunians. Mancunians? I just love that. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm oh, saying what Ted says. He, was, he goes, he's yeah. like Mancunian. So he just like. He corrects her to himself. And I'm like, Jesus, you didn't know Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday, Mm -hmm. baby. Look at you now, Mancunian's like, Mm -hmm. really? He found his place in the world, you know? Uh, And then I'll have a home-cooked meal for you, waiting for you when you get back. It's been too long. And he says, yeah, no, that'll be nice. Again, yeah, no. I think maybe his mom being around is bringing out the Midwestern, which seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, Hey, um. Are you still having those episodes? Direct and to the point as always, Dottie. Great job. Uh, no euphemisms for you. Uh, you know, the uh, panic attacks. <laughs> That's the best, too. When, you, when you're heading yeah, off let, to bed. Yeah, right before bed. Let's and, chat about that. And someone brings up a big... My kids I, I, I my kids know I'm like, after 9.30, <laughs> for the love of God. Well, you know, I'm like, the kitchen's closed. After after 9.30, if you want food, you cook it. Because um, I just can't, and and I'll, I'll always bend the goddamn rules because it's me. But like it generally, whatever. But my kids have a thing where they want to they want to climb in bed at eleven thirty, and lie next to you and put their head on your shoulder. My kids are they're great with that stuff, like cuddling and being super close and whatever. Whatever I really lucked out because it's really wonderful. But th- they really want to have all the biggest, most hardcore 
existential conversations at like 1135. I'm like, dude, I am wiped. I cannot, you know what I mean? And, and you don't want to let them down. Right, right. right so I'll right, do like right. some Wait, of it. But just, but just one, but just one more, just I, one more. Just, do you think heaven exists? That's really what it's like. That's I mm-hmm. swear to God. That's so funny. Are you gonna die, Daddy? Like, did you oh, tell him that you're never uh, gonna die? Did you did you Nick Cage him? I just, just lied. Yeah, whatever just, movie that is. There's the next or the knowing or a bunch of movies where you made basically the same movie three times in a row. Uh, but not national treasure, not sequels, just three very different movies. I'm gonna post the correct article, don't worry. Uh he does in one of them tell his kid, I'm never gonna die. Not like I'm not going to die now, but just in general, I am never going to die. It's the greatest line in cinema. Yeah. Yeesh. That's amazing. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's right. so yeah, because you get why you, you 100% get why someone would in a moment choose that easy escape hatch. And also you go, that is some of the worst parenting. Like I 100% understand. And also, oh my God, what have you just done? Right. Exactly. So you're still having those episodes. All right, I'm still doing this. So you're still having those episodes, those uh, panic attacks? And he says, uh, no, uh, not recently. You know, I've been uh, talking to a therapist. And she says, oh, let me guess. It's all my fault. Whew. Which, like, what? What? Why you fucking bring it up then? What? This is what I actually got mad. Yes, yes, mad. I was like, hey, listen. I didn't I didn't fly you fucking here. I didn't tell you to bring some newspaper clipping about my anxiety attacks. And I certainly didn't ask you to ask me on my way to fucking bed if I'm having these um episodes. And all I have to do is mention that I talked to a therapist about it. No, how's that going? Is that do you think that's what's making the difference? None of that, but uh-oh. I better make sure I don't get blamed. I would that made I I got like it wasn't watching a TV show angry. Like, I was like, yes. I kind of felt like personally affronted and offended that that was the response. That like, was the first thing that what? went from passive aggressive to aggressive. To, I thought, yeah, that yeah. I I thought, oh, let me guess. Like, yeah. That was like almost the mask slipped a little bit. Because yeah, it oh, was. Let me guess. It was dismissive. Wait. Like first of all, mm-hmm. nobody was even talking about you. Yeah. Like first of all, I'm going to a therapist. It just, I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and your lack really of understanding weird. about what therapy entails immediately puts you on like this weird aggressive defensive, uh, you know, where you're like, you know, I don't know. Oh, is an aggressive defensive even a thing? Uh, it's just like but, you're on defense, but, it's but you lash passive out. passive aggressive, yes. but yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're on the defensive, mm-hmm. but you're nasty about it where you're like, oh, let me get like, mm-hmm. hey, lady, like a if you know animal. what therapy is, that's that has nothing to do with yeah. anything. That's not... Like, part of it may be my reaction to my upbringing, but like, yeah. Well, 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 also, as we've watched Ted, you know, basically go from a guy who can be, you know, in the middle of getting dressed to an 80s hit to being completely incapacitated Mm -hmm. to someone who can stand here and have this conversation. It's like, and I'll tell you something else about therapy, Dottie. You might have wanted to look into it. Well, and a lot of shit that's going on yeah. in this room right now has a lot to do with your choice yeah. not to get some therapy, right? So it, it, I think there was that added to it. For it me, well, for no, just that the I think the 
meaning behind this, the reason that she does it is because she needs to control the outcome of whatever she is bringing up. She, like she wants to ask him about it. And there's a part of her that wants to know, does it have anything to do with me? But also she wants that answer to be, no, it isn't about you. So she's going to phrase it in this way so that he has to say, no, mom, it's not about you. Of course not. You didn't do it. It's not your fault. Because that's the only conversation that she wants to have around it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's good. Um, do sure. you want to finish, boss, or, or do you want to attack me for trying to feature? Uh, always. Podcast? I can do both. I contain multitudes. We just <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> I don't act like, come on. Um, uh, what he says almost exactly is no, mom. No, of course not. No, but uh, I mean, it. it's really helped. And she says, oh, good, 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 good. Oh, I think I think. Hold on a second. I think it's really helped. Is yes. is brave. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Is brave. He's like, no, don't, don't dismiss, dismiss it. Yes. I'm not going to yeah. now be sheepish about it. Yeah. I believe in this. Yeah, that's no, reestablishing a a family boundary or something like that, where you go. You know what? Actually, you know, I kind of I kind of like uh, kind of like that the the mutt that we brought. I don't want to yeah. get rid of that dog. You know what? Like whatever it is. Mm-hmm, like everyone. Mm-hmm, oh, we mm-hmm, all think this mm-hmm. way. We all think. Mm-hmm. Uh, therapy's mm-hmm. crazy. I grew up in a family just like that. I was still to this day. If I if I went to my mom and said, "Oh, you know, I've done some therapy," and she'd be like, "What? <laughs> That's an excuse. That's a way for people to skip work who don't." Oh do my work. god! That's hilarious. Worst the, analogies. Like, Worst analogies. Jesus, what work are you doing? Oh come on! All right, fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. he says it's really helped, which is very brave. Which she also does not want to address. Because what she could say was, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I, I'm glad you're doing better. What she says is, good, 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 good. Because she's glitching out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm do- it's only yeah, a matter I'm, of time I'm, before I'm he done comes back to bite me, I'm sure, because of what I know about Well, what, she says exa- and what he says is, have you ever thought about talking to someone? He is more direct about it. Do you mm-hmm. think that would be good for you? And she said, oh, no. Also, also brave. brave. Also brave. Also brave. Uh, that's not my cup of tea. And you know I love my tea. I, I, yeah. my mm-hmm. head split open. Yeah. And every good memory of this show and <laughs> it just yep. came flying yep. out. I think, wait, yep. what did she just say? Which leads me to believe that Ted has in I fact mean, tried oh tea before, or the other option is that uh, actually drinking the tea in Rebecca's office was. Uh, much huger step for him than we could have possibly imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like stigmatized. Yeah. I mean, and you know, yes. I love my tea. He grew up going, he's not in what? Kansas anymore. He's going to fucking fuck, do it. Fuck he's going to try it. Yeah, like, fuck tea and fuck tea people. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you know, you know I, love I love my cup of tea. Holy shit. Good night, mom. Night, sweetheart. And thank oh. you for the bed. And as if you had a choice. Oof. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, well, great job, hey, boss. Thanks. Thank you for doing that. Um, I, I'm sorry for all the interruptions. You just literally cannot stop coaching. No, he just the rest of it. <laughs> everybody here sitting saying nothing. We're not talkers. Yeah, we're like a couple of mutes, and it's just the boss. Show. Blah 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 blah. I want to be a better person. Just I don't. Shit, I don't remember, remember saying that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Okay, so um, coach, why don't you pick it up from um, 
from the next scene here. Uh, hey, hot dog, y'all joining us today? Well, we're all in this together, Ted. Yeah. So I, I right away, the energy here is so different than what we just left. And I mean, as a writer, you know when you're doing that. So I, I thought it, 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 it added to sort of the shock of all this energy that we had come from this intense, quiet moment. So I just want to highlight that. Oh, um, there's no question. Yeah. And we really needed it because that, that was a heavy right? scene. Yeah. I mean, whew. And um, I also received, uh, so this is um, Rebecca. I also received a strongly worded text from Nora demanding I stop using my private jet. Why? The environment. The environment, like, and then the, the resignation, the environment. Oh yeah, the god Higgins, the goddamn environment. Like, oh, all I wanted to do is travel in style, and now the fucking yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah. Look so who just, showed up. It made me the fucking yeah, environment. The fucking environment. Just it was. Just, I I I, I have to. Afraid. And I know. Yeah, and sorry, I sorry. I have to admit that ahead. this is the Gen X joke. That will not pa- be passed along. This is the Walter in the Big Lebowski pulling the gun that we thought was hilarious because of the overreaction yes. Yes. to the boys. Yes. And kids Great now are like, call. what the fuck? And so Whoa. I'm guessing like 10 years from now, yeah. we, when our cities are burning, yeah. kids are going to be like, oh, yeah, no, funny. Right. Rag on the environment. Great, Great job, Boomer. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah. that. Big fucking sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big fucking sacrifice. Somebody pass me my mask. Um, <laughs> I love these underground cities. This is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, so yep, all right. They go on their way. Hi. Um, yeah. So we uh, so we go to uh, now. We've got Roy and Keeley. Hi. Hey. How's he doing? Um, we have our, our shutter clicks, and basically Jamie is so out of it he is unrecognizable uh he if my memory serves because my notes might be off he is asked for a picture and he takes a picture of the fan and hands the yes. phone back which yes. i was like sweet he, he's at the he's Jesus, up, yeah he's is, over wow. at the barrier that's exactly right he's at the barrier there's a husband and wife they're like oh can we get a picture and usually when you hand your phone to uh, this is so. This is universal, and and uh, my daughter is a huge soccer fan. Does this all the time. Goes up to the thing. You hand them your phone. They they do the selfie. They stand you know, right right with in you. front of you. Right. Yeah. And then right. But Jamie just stands back and takes a picture of the couple. <laughs> They're looking at him like he's Which, crazy. And then, and then there's yeah, a guy with his hand out, like, "Oh, let's high five. And what does Jamie do, Coach? Jamie just walks his face into the guy's hand like like he's so out like he's just completely (laughs) disconnected from our universe um so he does that fucking hell yeah there's a like reaction Uh, shot from roy and keely watching this which is like like, it's uh, worse it's worse than we thought yeah this is is the worst (laughs) one yet and then i'll talk to him um the side right ladies and gentlemen let our journey commence uh, will there be toad venom? You have to wait and see. <laughs> um, everybody's cheering. Everybody's fired up. Look at Ken. Boy, he cleans up nice, don't he? To which the response is, you should see him do drag. Really? They, yeah, you should I'm see him like, in drag. So Beard says you should see him in drag. Really? Like, and, and it's like, yeah, like, 
there's a, a you know they do for me i know for some but i love that they continually bang the drum of there is an entire universe here of which you are seeing parts and th- to me this was that like somehow beard did get to see it like that's also part of this story it's not just that he does drag or dresses in drag or whatever it's but how does beard know that like what what's all, so i, I just that, I, those jokes i feel like beard would anyway, be very big into the ahead. uh british specifically the london drag scene i feel like that would that fits yeah oh well yeah no well, I, no no well, i think yeah. it works just we are never gonna see yeah. it but i totally buy it well, right? you have- like i wasn't i didn't question it yeah, I don't know why you keep casting aspersions on beard. Yeah, man. Which, um, <laughs> God, why? Why don't you like beard? Um, no, no. Yeah, you get. It's funny because you get you get Ted and Ted and Beard go into an environment, right? And you would right away they would like split up. You would know like the right. weirdos would approach Beard, and he would like know how to speak their language, and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's that nice mm-hmm. uh, that nice thing. Um, now we cut to uh, Taste of Athens. Uh, Nate is waiting on the table. Take your time, and what? And while you wait, do snack on some nuts, and I'll be back with your drinks. Uh, you got a very pleasant smile. Nick Muhammad's got like eleven different smiles on this show. This is his pleasant waiter smile. Uh, they're all great. Um, all right, thank you. Uh, in swoops, the best character on in the history of television, Derek. <laughs> Taste of Athens. Oh, oh, you know who this is? Uh, your son. Like your these son? are rando. Like, customers. what are you doing? Right. No, our waiter, uh, uh, bloody hell, you two are a right pair. No, I mean, you know who he was? They're like, what? I don't know. Only the manager of West Ham United. Oh, right. You're the Wonder Kid. Yeah, that's it. I, I said I said Wonder Kid, Nate says. Um, this man right here went from kit man to assistant coach to manager at the top of the league, and now he's my head waiter. To which uh, the, the gentleman at the table responds, what coach? I'm I'm so sorry uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and derek is like so derek can't my have, condolences yeah. it's like oh shit derek doesn't know like he's not the top of the great pyramid of giza like you know the, this is this is the trajectory every every person wants west ham united wh- straight to derek's head waiter but but not only that but it's like the level of because there are actually for me layers of awareness that are missing like even if this were true and he hadn't been, who wants this introduction? Do the do the do the customers want this? Does the does Nate want like what are we doing? It's it's very that's weird. And then yeah, why wouldn't you read the the situation? Like what about you makes you incapable of reading? Like let's say for a minute he did blow it all on hookers and blow. Again, do you think that's a conversation anybody wants to have right now? So it was just a. It's, anyway, he's he's fantastic in his absolute just yeah social the the, the dedication to it. misreading the room to not understanding what it yeah, was about Nate yes. being the head coach that made it special that now that he is no longer that means he is no longer that special thing like he didn't retire and we he wasn't like. It's not like Dick right. going out and being like, and now I'm going to sell knockoff steaks or whatever. He's exactly. Run a steakhouse. This is like, right, I was right. doing that. And then I quit at my prime and now I'm a waiter. Like, unless you are like that one musician that released a single album that everybody and 
fucking right. loves and then disappear forever intentionally. Like that there's a, right. God damn it. Oh, Juliet Naked, a, a different uh, Nick Hornby book where that is basically the entire plot. But a, a musician does this in the early 90s mm-hmm. and then disappears. And then people spend 20 years on mm. websites talking about how fucking phenomenal it is. Uh, that is not this. You are at Taste of Athens. Also, it sort right. of bummed me out. Right. I, I have my issues with uh, Nate's character development. He seems genuinely happy and good at his job and feeling competent when he's saying, here are the nuts, I'm going to grab your drinks, right. I'll be back. Like, just let him be a fucking waiter, man. He's fine, Derek. I it, I think that's worth discussing. And I would say not just for Derek. Like, the assumption yes. by everyone, and I get it, we live in the world we live in, but the assumption by truly everyone that this is beneath you and you shouldn't be doing He's like, I am enjoying myself. I am doing a thing well and I am spending time around my girlfriend. Life's fucking great. And everyone, including his yeah. girlfriend, is like, nope. Hey, so wh- one of my favorite nope. fucking things, especially about white people, the white people that are like in my neighborhood, because uh, it's kind of... I am mm-hmm. listening. Who are the people they in are my neighborhood? bougie assholes. Well, not assholes. They're just bougie sons of bitches. Uh, I, I live in the cheap apartment near a nicer neighborhood. Uh, so like I get to, I get to fly right under the radar and not have to pay for an expensive house. Um, these bougie assholes, if they won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing that they would do is quit their jobs and open a coffee shop. And they would work in that coffee shop, probably with their spouse, hanging out and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And if I, a person who has not won the lottery and does not own a home, quit my job tomorrow to work in a coffee shop, they'd be like, what happened? What went wrong? Your dream in one situation is something that you look down on people in another situation. Yes. Just like. I, I told, yes, to to, to what you've just described and to everything that it points to. And I I think it is worth looking at. And I'll say something also. He, he, one of the things Derek says stuck out to me. Um, I think I shared with you that, um, my son now 18 and, you know, kind of looking at the world he's on it. You know, um, my other child has been sort of set on a course since the age of three and that's not hyperbole. And they are always been very different. And one of the ways they're different is he's not quite sure where he wants his life to go, which hello, you're 18. Okay. But anyway, he was sort of slacker. I know. Right. But he, 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 he was obviously at one point toiling over this and sort of feeling like, Oh shit, man, I haven't figured it out. And ah, you know, like I'm screwing this up. This life thing is getting away from me. And I texted him later and said, I think you'd be best served to worry less about what you're going to be and to think more in terms of who you want to be. And I love your advice, Sensei. That's you like that that one? That is such the, these are my idols from Kung Fu Panda, who I'm like, I wish I was that guy. (laughs) <laughs> that is that is my son listen to me don't fight yeah right back. right fight back yeah, fight forward like, every once in a while you get you get a moment is, you're like oh my god uh, that came out right 
it didn't like it, it was great. I didn't scream it by mistake. Like yeah. holy shit, man! Yeah. I stuck the fucking landing. Yeah. I was a father like four days I in my life. Father. I've been a good father. Woo! I was a father. Yes, Woo! exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So get a Chevron when on he your says, "Do you know who this is?" He means he is the former West Ham manager. He doesn't mean he's Nate the Great. He doesn't mean he's Nathan who's now in a relationship with Jade that blah, blah, blah. He doesn't mean he's a guy who instead of, um, you know, basically walking around and being a jerk, sitting at my bar and, 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 and growling at people because life didn't break his way, right, is actually making my business run better. No, 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 no. He's this thing you'll recognize that gives him status and by extension, the fact that he now works for me, I think we can all agree, gives me stat. And I was like, isn't this fascinating? And I think it matters in the context of what we're describing because in the lasso world, that's not how it is. And when he, when Ted met the kit man, as far as he was concerned, he's Nate the Great. Yes. And he might be over there kicking shit, but well, who he, he knows is soccer. Is... He knows yeah. football. Like who he is is right. Nate the Great. He's the person who kept the gre- the grass perfect. He's the perfect the person who knew he made sure the towels were exactly where they needed to be when they needed to be there. He made it. Um. So it is a different he made way a of good looking sports at sports drink, and he knew it shouldn't have pineapple juice. That's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think there's something to that because. This is this is a, a an advanced version of, but this is absolutely Nate the Great. Because nobody asked him to give anybody any peanuts. But he was like, hmm, how can we sell these people more drinks? Yep. But be nice. Like, I'm not just shoving. It's not push the fish. Push the fish. Nuts. Hey, would you like some nuts? Bet you're thirsty. Would you like a drink? Right? It's a different, and he's being that, but... It's not a. It's not really appreciated, even even by Jade. Like she says that his commitment to being good at that job is weird. Why? Yeah, Why is no, that well, weird? no, no, no. But yeah, that's it. But, but because it's not, it's not looked upon as like a an avenue to anything. It's a, it's a dead end, and it's right. not not a desirable pro, you know profession in her eyes or whatever whatever it is. Uh, yes, this is this is a the, the latent result of capitalism run amok, where people can't just be happy doing what people do. That's right. Um, it's got to be right. attached to the finances of it. I crochet um, doilies. Oh, you should you should definitely sell those online. Why? Why? Why can't you just make your fucking doilies and stack them up next to you and make the next one? If that's what you like to do. Yeah, anyway, thanks, I won't Coach. Go down that I, I appreciate that because I'm I don't think my doilies are really professional anyway. Well. Are you able to sell um, them? That's the only only question. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only measure of success. Yeah, no, I don't. I do not doily. I beach. Um, I uh, I was going to say um, that it's amazing that we gave any time to Derek. I just think he's generally god awful, and his superpower is completely not. He's, he's so he has no self awareness. So that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's playing. He's like role playing. Anyway, nice talking to you. 
and then he and he dips and he leaves. Uh, Please try the fish. We got a ton of it out back. All right, fish, fish, fish. I'm like, oh my god, that's that in that's front the, of the customers. Do you no, want any of that fish? No, there's no. The, all I, I did was make sure they are definitely not. We got a ton of it out back. I gotta, I gotta sell this fish. Uh, was it drugs? I done drugs. I get it. No, no, no. I, I just like working here, and and that's my girlfriend. She's gone again. Uh, anyway, enjoy the nuts. I'll uh, go get your drinks, okay? Definitely drugs. Oh, yeah, definitely. But which ones? I really appreciated, but which ones? Um, Yes, the joke of it. But also, we do tend, as long as we're talking about class and status and whatever, there's definitely the, like, if you get yes. caught with crack. Yes, yes. It means this, but if you get caught with coke, it means this. And I thought it was important for them to say, "Hey, look, he was a West Ham manager. He had access to probably all kinds of motherfucking oh, painkillers." Rich people have drugs. Nice. Who I'm knows sure what rich this people dude have drugs? We've never yeah. even heard of. Which is, you know, to go back to the yeah, coffee shop 100%. thing. They were saying there was a thread on Twitter for a while about what's something cool to do if you're rich, but is bad if you're poor. And it's shit like doing drugs, not having a job having three names for some reason, which made me laugh really fucking hard. Had to yeah. really find Because either, either it's like... That's great. It's right. David, David Allen Greer. Exactly. I have to, I'm guessing that that has to be money. Dude, that's... Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Um, all right. We're going to leave it there for today. This is a really, really quick episode for us. Jesus. Uh, barely. Yeah, look at that. Huh. Not even... Not even approach. What the fuck am I going to do with it's the next eight find- hours? Enjoy the interstitial, folks. Yeah, no, it's 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 really nuts. Um, and and I notice in certain cases, um, the length of our episodes is going down, and I think that's because I'm finding it uh, less and less desirable to hang out with. That you. makes sense. That's I mean, really funny. You just um, I- spent last weekend virtually with with uh, coach. And you would not stop true. bothering me the entire time. Like, I don't understand. That is true. <laughs> you were with him. You couldn't stop thinking about me. A uh, side note. What are you doing after? Just after you and me. What do you want? You want to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, hang? hang? You want to <laughs> do another podcast? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, let's do, hey, let's do that. Let's podcast. do another podcast together, boss. God, I thought you'd never oh, ask. Um, I want to set up our next episode, which is um, this is uh, an episode where um, okay, we're, it's a little it, it's, you know we do these these very special episodes. Next episode, I just want to give people a heads up because they have to do a little homework before the episode. Um, the next episode, we are going to take a tiny tiny break from Ted Lasso. Not that we're leaving Ted Lasso, but it's always good to just sort of uh, traipse through the tulips from time to time. Um, And uh, in the interest of sort of exposing people to things that we find um, really great, um, I I, uh, have informed Coach and Boss that we are going to be watching a little show I like to call Wayne. And next episode, um, you guys are going to see – Episode one, Coach and Boss have not seen it yet. They know this is on the, um, they know it's on the docket and they know that uh, we're going to do this and um, then we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be off, on the, off the cuff because um, it's really hard to get Coach to do anything 
unless you put him like in in, in uh, you know Coach Castleton jail and watch him do it. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll do. It. Yeah, all right, I'll hit you back at that, man. Like so, I'm gonna just <laughs> force him to hang out with me and do this. So next episode, little little homework for you guys. Um, it is uh, the show is called Wayne. It is on um, on YouTube. We will post a link in the uh, show description, and then one in the uh, in the description when the show airs. Um, it's just a pilot episode. It's like thirty minutes or something. It's a little easy breezy, um, and, and I think you guys will love it. Uh, it's very different from Ted Lasso in many ways, and very very similar in others. Um, and it's of that same sort of excellence uh, in in sort of uh, an auteur sort of giving you a perspective. So um, I'm putting that on everyone's radar because it's a little bit of a departure, but I, I want people to have time to to knock out 30 minutes and, and blast through this. Um, and that's it. That's it for right now. Um, I have other I have other things I want to share. Uh, but I'm going to do it after that episode. Um, I want people to have a little time to sort of enjoy that and and just take a little break because Ted Lasso, it's just really amazing because it stopped. God, it was three full months ago when it's when the when the last episode aired, um, the finale aired, and it's still the number three show on uh, on Apple. And, and it's only three because other shows recently launched and those will immediately fall off and it'll go right back up to number one. So it's just kind of amazing. Um, yeah. So coach, what do you got? I mean, I don't want to sell what's sold. I think, you know, at the very least, any anyone who is listening at this moment is on some level interested in Ted Lasso. But I do think today's conversation, today's episode points to why it could be number three after three months. I mean, that scene with Dottie and Ted coming home by itself. I mean, there is, I mean, I don't think either of you would disagree. If we wanted to, we could go back to that scene right now and do another hour and not touch anything we said in that first. I mean, we, it's just, there's so much in here. And I know and and I've I've definitely there have been moments where I thought that um, boss's head was going to pop right off her. Shoulders. I do have a very thin and neck. And I've said, oh. <laughs> and I have I've been I mean as I'm watching I'm like oh boss ain't gonna like that jaw oh oh, <laughs> but but there's so much here. It is one of the most. You know, we talk about meals that are nutrient dense. I feel like Ted Lasso may be the most nutrient dense show I've personally ever watched. That I that I honestly, I am still, I have started my notes. For those who think I'm like bullshitting about this color thing, I have started going back through and just watching for the use of color. And I feel like that is a perfectly reasonable use of my time. Seriously, because that is the level of depth to the show. So anyway, one 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 know. more love note from from uh, Coach Bishop to uh, to Ted Lasso, but yeah, and, and deservedly so, deservedly, deservedly so. And you know, listen, we again, like you said, we can we can touch on all of this. You remember Spielberg? I'm sure this is a when you were in film school. I'm sure they talked about Spielberg's um, idea around uh, don't show the monster till two thirds of the way through the film or whatever. You know, like hide the monster. Mm-hmm. In many ways. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. seen the entire lead up of Ted yeah. Lasso and meeting Dottie is meeting. 
not that I'm calling this her a monster, it. but you get the, here's, this is the reason. Oh. Here's the MacGuffin. You see what was the root of everything. And it was like, it's like a big reveal when the magician like pulls the, pulls the, uh, the cloth off and, you know, it's no different than that because you go, Oh, 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 now, Oh now yeah. I no, see. no. Everyone has had to go face their quote monster. And as charming as Dottie is, it would be easy to miss it if you're not paying attention that that's exactly what's going on here. And I think some of the moments of courage you highlight as we get through the end of this episode, we're going to see a real progression in Ted and and how he is, mom, you know, is that you sitting there on that bench? Oh, hi, Teddy, to where we are by the time we're done with this episode. It is a, I mean, as much as we've watched arcs here and within seasons and within episodes and over the whole show and blah, 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 there's an arc in this episode that's pretty fucking elegant, I would say. No doubt. No doubt. Couldn't have said it better myself, Coach. Um, Where do people find you if they want to find you? Unstuck AF. We'll be hitting you with uh, season four. I am uh, proudly. Uh, we're really turning this whole business into a business. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, folks, but it's happening. And so I'm very excited about season four, not just because of the great guests we'll have, but because my nephew, who in many ways has been like a, 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 a son to me, what uh, and and we've had a very uh, important relationship, I think, in both our lives. He is now going to be basically the producer of the show. So we are actually going over everything and he's going to own post and he's going to own it, whatever. And we're going to go over what I want and he's doing it. And I'm actually paying him. I'm not, uh, I'm not cashing in on all the times I took him to McDonald's because we're trying to live in an egalitarian ecosystem here. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fired up about that part on top of the actual podcast, which I'm very proud of. So unstuck AF, wherever you get your podcasts and, uh, just trying to make the world a better place for real. Faux sure. You're definitely trying to do that. I mean, and, uh, every day, day in, day out, it's exciting to hear about, um, about your nephew. Yes. Too. That's very cool. That's awesome. That's a good luck. Good luck to you. Um, and, and if anybody can navigate working with a family member and not having it blow up in their face and lead to a nightmare of whatever, you know, you hear that and you go, I know. Oh shit. Oh boy. I know. Look at this. He's been bastards. great, though. You know, like yeah, he, we kind of built, we kind of built to it. So I, I, I wouldn't say confident. Confident may be a little too chest out, but I, I feel like all right, we've 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 progressed. We've progressed. To this. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In general, I would normally have that reaction. I would say like, oh god, like, but has he thought about this? But has he thought about? But with you and your and your nephew, you um, who I, I don't know, but I've heard about for years and years and years and years. Um, I think I think it's going to be gonna be a really good match. Um, uh, boss, where, <laughs> I was trying to make a bad joke about bad matches, but boss, mm. uh, where can people match with you? On that? Oh, that's a that's a weird way to say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say that that was weird. <laughs> uh, you can find me doing a few different things. Number one, still completely bribing my nieces and nephew with McDonald's money. Absolutely, no question. I feel fine about that. Uh, but also, still on Twitter, um, posting random nonsense and uh, making fun of people for making fun of Chicago, uh, both at Twitter and at blue sky It is dumbly underscore chambers. Uh, please feel free to message. I will respond. I will be nice. Um, also 
oh, God bless it. I promise writing. I promise something. I remember how to write words and put them together in a coherent way. And I need to do that with a picture and then it will be a post. And that would be uh, at the antagonist, which is antagonistblog.com. As soon as I could put that all together. Thank you, boss. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for taking this uh, this long, long journey with us through the uh, Ted Lasso world. Uh, it's a remarkable show, and you are all remarkable people for joining us uh, as we just try to unpack the whole thing. Sometimes uh, looking forward to unpacking that with you. Um, and for some of you, I know you've been here since day one, or you started somewhere in the middle and went back and caught up, and and uh, we just really appreciate it. It is it is why we do it. Um, we are paid in produce so every once in a while we'll get a cucumber from uh That's nice for yeah whatever maybe a head of cabbage sometimes they're ripe yeah so yeah hell sometimes they're even ripe um but we do it for the love of the game and we do it because we love each other and and, and we love the community that that has been built here um thank you for for being so supportive thank you for all the new buttercups um I, it, nothing makes my day more than when I see someone jumps in and becomes part of the community because it's special and um, it's all going to get better. Uh, we have all these, these wonderful things going on. And I, I, I tell you every time I tease like, Oh, I'm dying to say stuff, but I just want to make sure I get everything squared away perfectly before I make any announcements. Um, but this is the time jump in, uh, uh, dive into the pool with us and and uh, we can continue this journey together. Um, please support uh, the written word, your local libraries, the writers and actors who are on strike and um, until next time, we are until we try the fish folks, we got a ton of it out back. The TedCast is a joint venture between Pajiba and The Antagonist. Visit us at pajiba.com and antagonistblog.com.